1: This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands.
2: Hello and welcome back to the
3: latest edition of the post-game podcast here from the Blood Red Channel. I'm your host, Edward K. and we're coming to you following Liverpool's 0-0 draw at Selhurst Park with Crystal Palace. The Eagles able to hold the Reds and halt their progress towards that coveted top four spot. Tonight we'll bring you Paul Gore's reaction from the ground, as well as Jurgen Klopp's press conference, and of course, plenty of fan reaction.
1: The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
0: Liverpool were forced to settle for a goalless score at Sella Park this evening, with uh, the Reds unable to make eight successive victories for Jurgen Klopp against Crystal Palace away from home. It uh, moves them up to seventh in the Premier League, shift behind uh, Tottenham and fourth, but. Uh, I feel like a missed opportunity to close the gap on that fourth place after um, you know two successive Premier League victories prior to Tuesday's five. through the defeat against Real Madrid, Klopp um, made four changes in total. Darwin Nunes didn't travel after that shoulder injury. Initially picked up at Newcastle, he was able to soldier on against Real Madrid for uh, for the best part of an hour, but um, was left out uh, as a precaution with this one. With maybe clock feeling that he had enough firepower to uh, to get past Crystal Palace without him, uh, as it proved. That was not the case. Diogo Jota started his uh, first game since uh, suffering his calf injury against uh, Manchester City back on. October the 16th, he was in the, the left of the front three with Cody Gapo down the middle and Mohamed Salah on the right, um, and neither none of the three, or rather, created any real chances apart from Salah, who hit the bar early in the second half. Mavi Keita was brought back into the team and it was a uh, difficult 45 minutes for him, he was hooked at half time, uh, he was on a booking, he committed four fouls, he was on a yellow card, never really imposed himself on the game and at this stage, uh, the Guinea International is into the final, a few months of his Liverpool contract and doesn't really look like he's being uh, anywhere near enough to earn a contract extension at this stage um, he came off for Harvey Elliott who was a little bit better but still not a lot to uh, write home about it was a difficult evening for Liverpool um, never really looked like they were going to lose the game it's now three successive Premier League clean sheets which is a uh, scant consolation for Jürgen Klopp at this time where his, no his team was suffering uh, a crisis of confidence so that is something to kind of point towards uh, Joel Matip was nowhere near his best but he had to be a little bit better to uh, help his teammates out, since Alexander Arnold went off in the second half, and James was dropping into right back. Alexander Arnold was one of several who struggled long time. and Caitlin in particular, but um, no, no one really rose above a six. You know, honesty. six out of ten. Uh, so you can check Ian Doyle's play ratings for the, the full rating of that one. But uh, in my book, there wasn't too uh, too many candidates for Liverpool's man of the match. Um, Go De I thought, uh, he might have had a penalty later on, but uh, the referee down in England couldn't see it that way. And to be fair, it would have been optimistic. The Netherlands international kind of went to chip it over the chance guy so he was on the floor, they have going off a goal kick, and uh, that was the end of that. Just got nice Liverpool. As I say, it's, uh, it's a venue they used to win at. in all fairness. Jane Cox won seven before tonight, but this one is the one that uh, they haven't. A nil 0 draw with not a lot to say about it in all honesty Liverpools difficult season goes on, um, do they have what it takes to finish in this top four and then into the final third of the season and we're about to find out and uh, it's interesting that the Ayn said in the Saturday press conference that finishing in the top four shouldn't be the uh, prerequisite to having the funds available for a rebuild, who knows that Liverpool uh, are definitely in neither one of those in the summer and uh, they need to um, come at a significant cost. A lack of Champions League football will obviously harm that, but a plot was saying on Friday that uh, uh, perhaps uh, the ownership could look at things a little bit differently and free some funds available for a uh, major rebuild to get Liverpool back to where they want to be, back to where they've been generally over the last four years. We're not going to be anywhere near it this season, that is uh, to be sure. It's finished there at Salers Park, uh, Crystal Palace nil, Liverpool nil.
1: The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
0: Good
4: point if you want main difference to all other games we played here over the years, and I know the record is insane, um, but the games were like tonight with the main difference that we scored. we didn't score tonight um, the last few games I remember we scored here I think early, not early, but scored with a with a set piece to or virtual or whatever, and the second was probably a counter attack um, Last ten minutes anyway, always under pressure, stadium is there, blah, 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 and that's the main difference. But the clean sheet is there anyway. Um, could we have done better? Yes, I think so. We, The first switch we played, first diagram ball from Trent was mis-hit, goes out from that moment on, we didn't play the ball anymore. Second half then again, but first half not. Um, first ball in behind was mishit or not. Didn't reach it, didn't play it behind anymore. So, and if you don't have compact formation, if you don't threaten them in behind, you play always in between the lines. And um, some balls we we missed or we gave away unforced, and others they just won the challenge. And from there, you have to go, and um, that's the situation. But apart from when they hit the crossbar, they had no shot on target, which is a good sign as well. Um, Yeah, tough game, got a point, clean sheet. Yeah, let's carry on. What's up with O'Donovan? <coughs> oh, against Newcastle when he <laughs> when he fouled Ribéry, but was obviously a very a big joke. Um, yeah, the shoulder, and then we, we, we was okay with an injection and against against Madrid because it's no structural damage. It's very painful, but the day after the Madrid game, he got another knock there, and after the game, he. Couldn't move the, the arm at all, so we have to see how long that will take. But that was the reason for him, and yeah, Joe Gomez had muscle. We keep going, yeah. yeah. So look, it's I see in your, see in your eyes and players' eyes as well. It looks like we lost the game. We didn't. It's it's like that. We spoiled ourselves with a lot of things, but we can we cannot we cannot. Um, Suffer because of our own history. That would now be really a joke. So this is will not be the season that everybody will, when in the history books, when you have a look and say, let's let's have a look at that season again and again and again. There will not be big movies about it or stuff like this. But we we have to go through it anyway, and we will. So it's not always, oh, here we won, all great, now we have dropped the point, oh, all rubbish. So we have to keep going, take the things and go again, take the things and go again, and that's what we'll do. So nothing really changed tonight, but again, you can see two ways, we didn't win, that sounds very negative, we we have a point more than before, I think that sounds pretty positive, so you can choose. Alexander-Arnold, uh, to have a... Tough game, difficult game, struggles. Would you accept is that? that why you took them Yeah, yeah, no. It was just clear that um, Trent plays all the games for us, and, um, so, and then we have to make from time to time, thought before the game already, is it one too much for him or whatever? But then um, he started, that's it. And um, yeah, so the reason was purely because of that, nothing else. Yeah, Na Nabi had an early yellow card and then two foul not really bad fouls, but two situations after that, which took him obviously probably out of the game. He realised uh, from now on nobody contact anymore. So um yeah, that was the reason. I think tell
0: you said i about sort of getting behind the runs in
4: the, yeah. the plan to do that. No we have. With Dalry and Munez, no no no. Yogo Chota can do that as well. It's not about we, it's not and, 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 and Mo of course can do that. But it's 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 not So again the first ball was not there and, and then from that moment on we, we didn't offer it anymore. But Yogo's a different player of course to Darwin, but we, that's not not about that. Yogo can play between the lines and can offer as well threat in behind because being a threat in behind doesn't mean you have to get the ball. It just opens up the space for the players in between the lines. So that that's all. And um yeah, that's it. Why do you think you struggled tonight, Jurgen, with the passing rhythm? It was only there in fits and starts. Yeah, because the formation and because of the, the the space they left, and because of the um, how was that? When you always have to play between the lines, and that's the most difficult. There, there are the midfielders, the defending strikers, the centre half, stuff like this. They are on the centre. They are on the centre, and that's the the the, the, the tightest. What is that? Um, I don't know. She's watching a video, so, um, and that's the 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 smallest room uh, space on on the, on the whole pitch, and that's it. And on on top of that, I can't see any other reasons. Just on on and um, he he looks like he's suffering from a bit of a lack of confidence at the moment. Is, have you noticed that? No. You think he's, Do
5: you think he? His best at the moment? Is kind
4: of he was not for sure in the in the, in, the, in the 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 two the, the few games we won and uh, the few games he won he was one of the much 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 better players so it's it's trying to Alexander Arnold if he's not performing everybody's talking about it when he's performing nobody speaks about it apart from when he's involved in goals so he set up super goals in the last two games not not against maybe against Madrid is now Madrid yeah Madrid Newcastle. Huh? Newcastle and I think Everton as well, but he's he's OK, it's just the amount of games, so now we took him off and he has a, um, a day longer to rest and then he will be fine again. <laughs> Hi. 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 Um, first thought for Diego Jota since October, how do you think he's actually uh, Exactly, um, based on that I would say really, really good, because that's that's how it is, we, we, we tried now um, to build it up slightly, um, but it was a long time, um before that he was injured as well it's not um so he came back from 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 international duty for the preseason had no preseason was injured then he played a few games really good, and then he was injured again so so far that's really a difficult season for him and um yeah absolutely okay so um he can play better of course but um that's that's how it is, and that's where we have to go through and that's what we do.
1: The post game podcast on the Blood Red channel.
2: Hello, Alex Watt. Gonna try and get some points out of that game because, oh boy, was not a thriller to say the least. Um, a clean sheet, which is something positive, at least. Hopefully, that can be built on. But man, this feels like another missed opportunity. You know, this is the first of two big games over the next week to really make gains in this race for top four and we just didn't show enough today to convince that we can really make the late push to get into those Champions League places again. Um, Well we knew that going into this that confidence would be a big concern after the Real Madrid game which is obviously a shame because we've looked so much better in the league recently with those big performances, wins over Everton and Newcastle and The start against Real Madrid was so good as well. I think we all started to believe at that point, as I'm sure the players did and Jürgen did as well, that we were getting right back to our best. And then obviously the humiliation of the Real turnaround really brought us all crashing back down to earth hard. Um, And that's what really shone through today, unfortunately, above anything else. Nervy at the back, didn't take our chances. We let Palace grow into the game to... The point that, in the final minute, I was worried that Palace were going to nick a goal, nick a winner. Even though, to be fair, they shouldn't have even had that free kick because it wasn't a foul from Robbo at all. But anyway, um, ultimately the game just lacked any quality, really, from either side. And after the last few games, that was a bit damning because the last three games, from Liverpool's point of view... They felt fun again, at least even the Real Madrid game we had that first half hour. This one was just so flat, so dull from the start. And, you know, I think Darwin Nunes being absent today was was a shame um, for that reason. And, by the way, it'd be nice if we could go one week without some kind of injury in the squad, but... Definitely felt like we missed Darwin's chaotic energy today. It kind of needed that spark, although I'm sure Anderson was glad he wasn't playing after their last meeting. But yeah, speaking of chaos, the midfield is driving me mad still, as I'm sure it was for other Liverpool fans watching today. Still no control. Shouldn't be the case that I'm terrified when Bajetic isn't starting. We shouldn't be this reliant on an 18-year-old. And yet here we are. He's so important for us at the moment. And I do understand and appreciate the need for us to rotate the midfield and the team generally with this double game week in mind. But Keita was not the one today. I think four fouls in 45 minutes it was, which is mad. Harvey Elliott did make a difference initially when he came on, added some drive to proceedings, but then it all settled back into the same rhythm again. And then we've got, you know, Fabinho coming on late. It doesn't fill me with confidence. He's obviously been fantastic for us since he joined the club, but he is a liability this season. And again, he was booked within minutes of coming on. You know, the midfield is is all over the place at the moment, the defence never feels secure. There's always that slight element of chaos at the back this season, even when we do keep a clean sheet. You know, there was the dodgy back pass moment, there was Palace hitting the woodwork, we're the architects of our own downfall too much this season. And even at 0-0 this season, you're always a bit worried that the other team are going to nick one. And there were moments, you know, Salah hit the bar, Jota hit the post, there were those moments of quality. Um, I also don't understand how there wasn't even a discussion of a penalty for that Gator challenge on Gakpo in the last 10 minutes. But it was just flat. It it was just so flat. And we need a reaction on Wednesday. That fourth spot is really there for the taking this season. But we can't play like this and expect to get it. So I'm just hoping to see more spark against Wolves, really. Um to start by Chetic on Wednesday, please, yeah. Can cheers up the Reds.
1: The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
3: Well, that was 19 minutes, I'll never get back. That was really shocking performance from Liverpool. And in keeping with what we've seen for the vast majority of the season, this is what Liverpool are. They're a very, very average. Premier League team, and today they were facing a, another very, very average Premier League team, and it, it, I suppose it, it culminated in what you'd expect. I mean, Crystal Palace were as average as average can be, really. No great tactical structure to be able to stop Liverpool. There wasn't great pressure on the ball when Liverpool were building up deeper. There wasn't even, when they were dropping deeper Palace, great resistance to a lot of Liverpool were were doing in the, the final third of the pitch, it was just that Liverpool were just so poor technically and had so much of a lack of quality they were unable to take any kind of advantage and again it just shows you exactly where Liverpool are right now and I've talked a lot about this season about how Liverpool have been really poor in possession giving the ball away left, right and centre which has caused them a real issue in, to, in, in being able to defend when their shapes expanded, but I think today more than anything just showed the lack of quality within the side on the ball. Now, there's no doubt that Liverpool are struggling from a lack of a lack of confidence, and Liverpool have never been the most creative in that midfield section of the pitch. Obviously, they are; they have been used as as balanced players, able to dominate territory by the positions they take up, their intensity and the physicality to win the ball back. And then Liverpool's wider players in the full-back areas and obviously the narrow front men were then allowed to extract the damage really and the quality would come from them wide areas and in particular Trent Alexander-Arnold who fired himself in that free right-half space and acted as the team's main progressive of the ball and main chance creator. But in a Liverpool team that's disjointed, a Liverpool team that's lacking confidence, that lack of quality in midfield is even more apparent. And... When you looked at so many times for Liverpool today where they had pretty easy possession, non-opposed possession, I would say, or slightly opposed, maybe pressure from one side when players received the ball. They just didn't have the vision. They didn't have the touch. They didn't have the technique. And they didn't have the variety in their skill set to be able to move the ball quick enough to get the ball into the right areas. And obviously we know that some of Liverpool's players are no longer at the physical peak. There's obviously been a decline in there. And when you look at Jordan Henderson, for example, he's been a f- brilliant player for pardon me, for Liverpool, but I've said for two years now, Jordan Henderson's best, pl- best position is playing behind the ball as the deepest midfield player. And for me, he would be an excellent, and, or has been an excellent section, second option in that midfield, deeper role. Obviously, Fabinho's been outstanding through the years. And I always felt that you weren't going to get a better option than Henderson to, to, to be the deputy, really, as he as he crossed over into that second stage of his career, where he would then not become a uh, an automatic starter. And that's because in them higher areas of the pitch, when Liverpool needed a bit more creativity, a bit more craft, and Henderson was no longer at that uh, perfect peak level, peak age range, if you like, where in them higher areas when you've got less time, you've got less space, you've got pressure from multiple sides, you've got to make decisions quicker, and ultimately you've got to have the technique to be able to find the passes which unlock the door when you've got such limited time and space. And that's why I always felt that as a circulatory player, a player who can keep the ball moving in deeper areas, that is his best position. Now, what I would say is, and it was apparent today, however, some of the body shape in terms of when he's receiving possession To be able to open his shoulders up, play off the back foot and be able to progress Liverpool the ball in one and two touch. There was too many touches which took the ball back square or negatively backwards, which meant that that opportunity goes. Sometimes there's only a split second to play that pass and then Liverpool go from a position where they could advance, where they could potentially get an overload ahead of them. And then all of a sudden the ball circulates backwards from there. And it's the same with, with James Milner, who again has been a fantastic professional. And again, if you get the, these kind of players working alongside more creative players and different profiles in there, it can still work to some extent, but not the extent or the level that Liverpool want to be at at this moment in time or going forward. And again, we've seen that, that inability really to have that craft, to have that guile to be able to move the ball in the final third. Now, Liverpool's two players who have that vision, who have the ability to play the pass forward, progress the ball and potentially pick out moving targets are obviously Trent Alexander-Arnold and Harvey Elliott. And we've seen that them two players in this particular game, in what was a, a massive lack of quality, did still play the best balls within the game to Liverpool's forward players. The problem, however, was the rest of the game and the rest of the choice selection and the execution was sometimes very inconsistent which means that it wasn't regular enough for Liverpool to generate enough chances. Naby Keïta obviously played in the first half, and uh, yeah, obviously, obviously really struggled. I mean, Case is a strange player, and, and a lot of players, uh, a lot of fans will have different judgments. I always was of the belief, the expectation of what he what he was coming into the club, I never felt quite matched the reality of what the player was. He wasn't a final third player. He was a player who's going to be played deeper, a player who's going to be have excellent pressure numbers, a player who would keep the ball very good in tight spaces. And I think largely that's what he's been when he's played for Liverpool, he's, the the ability to keep the ball, the the ability to, to pressure the ball. And and that's even without being a, a great athlete, I'd say. I'd say he's got great time and in, in some of his interventions without the ball. And quite frankly, his numbers in terms of points to games ratio in the Premier League mean that He's got one of the best ratios in Premier League history. Obviously, that's massively, it massively takes into account Manchester City's numbers who had that. But obviously, under that, Casey's right in the mix with anyone else. So what that tells you is that when Naby Casey genuinely plays for Liverpool, and I know there's been a bit of a drop off in numbers this season, but when he norm- normally plays, Liverpool win games. And for me, it's still being Liverpool's best free in midfield. I think that Liverpool obviously made a, a mistake. I believe, anyway, in not playing Cater in the Champions League final against Real Madrid. I felt Liverpool's best performance had came in the Manchester City semi-final, in which he was outstanding. And I felt he was coming into some really good form. Now, the fact that a matter, however, what you have to take into account is there's been multiple times in his Liverpool career when Jürgen Klopp has failed to pick him over other players. I know he's been injured a lot. I know he's been unable to build a lot of rhythm within games. But there has been a lot of games... And a lot of points in his career in which he hasn't been selected. And that was shown up against Real Madrid again. And again, Cater is a player. Not going to have the, the, the greatest guile in terms of being able to pick the final pass. But he is a player with a skill set who, if you marry him with that kind of player, can still be an effective option. And would still be in my first choice midfield for Liverpool. As disappointing as he was in the first half today. The reality is, however, obviously he's leaving at the end of the season, and that pretty much sums up Liverpool's situation at the moment. That I'm talking about a player who's leaving on a free transfer and who's not playing at any kind of potential peak level, but still probably getting that that first choice midfield free. So yeah, it's a mess. It's it, it's a real mess. It's a team who are going really nowhere. It's a it's a broken team for me. I'm I'm looking at slight positives to take out of the game. I think some of Gakpo's receiving techniques, especially with his back to goal with a a drag back using the sole of his boot or the inside of the boot to be able to inside up or outside up the ball away from defenders, I think are quite interesting. And I think obviously playing in a a different role than what he's used to, we can see that I suppose there's potential there. But this this is an average Liverpool team and it isn't going anywhere very quickly. I mean, just to finish off, I mean, we're Liverpool's normal. I mentioned just in the outset about Liverpool's creativity coming from the fullbacks, and Andy Robertson's never been a a great technical footballer. And when I say that, that doesn't mean that he doesn't have the technique to play in the Premier League level, of course not. But what he does is he's got a level of technique which married with other elite traits such as that stamina, that ability to defend, which has meant that he's been a top performer and, to be fair to him, his ability to cross on the move at times with limited touches. But his actual quality has been so poor in some of the areas he's got in this season. And it's just a perfect storm for Liverpool. They can't keep the ball well enough. They can't progress the ball well enough. And when they actually get in the final third, in the close games that they play, they aren't able to take the chances at key moments, which means they can come out, out on the right side of the results. And as I've said over the last few weeks, this is not a Liverpool team for me who are going to be getting into the Champions League. They're simply not good enough to extract the amount of points from the games left. And the inconsistent level of performances means that I do not see that changing from now until the end of the season.
1: The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
5: Steve Dawson on Liverpool's nil-nil draw with Crystal Palace. Again, very frustrating watch, and it it never looked to me as if either side would score. I say never looked. I mean, after about. 30 minutes maybe it seemed and particularly as you progressed through the second half you you felt this one was just going to fizzle out into a nil nil um we looked exposed down the right hand side there is the the positive that we did eventually keep a clean sheet but it, it seemed like it wasn't for the want of trying to concede we did look weak on the right um matip looks very shaky with the ball at his feet when he's under pressure so when players dart towards him he uh, he doesn't look as self assured let's say as someone like Alison Becker does i know he made a recent mistake but um you know 95 times out of 100 Alison Becker will be very safe uh, with the ball in that situation and Mattip an outfield player really doesn't look that way he his natural inclination is to push forward when he gets the ball if he sees some space in front of him he'll run into it it may not be that anything is generated from that, but he, he advances the ball up the field and sometimes we work towards then pushing the ball laterally and it and it we don't gain any net ground, but that's his that's his mod, modus operandi and if he's put under pressure then he, he finds it difficult to to find the options that are available. Trent in midfield Continues to defend in questionable manners from time to time. Uh, you know, I think I've said this before. I've certainly tweeted it. I really think it's worth slotting in a, a more um, def- fundamentally defensive right back there, and and seeing what Trent can do in a wide midfield situation. Probably better off in a four four two if we if we were going to do that. But let's see if it works in a four three three. I'm, I'm picturing a sort of a David Beckham type role where he's he hugs the line, gets the ball at his feet in advanced positions, and serves the strikers with the kind of quality that we've seen him do so many times. But defensively, is, he's struggling, and I think we can't really hide from that. It's it's not it's not really his thing, not at this level. Um, Salah came close twice at the crossbar. Uh, I thought Gakpo had scored in the in the second half there. Um, so that and the fact that we did keep a clean sheet, given what Real Madrid did to us in the middle of the week, I suppose are things to um, you know take some positives from. Um, I, I think Trent's free kick would have gone in had Henderson not got in the way. So it, we weren't a million miles away from a win, but had we got the win, you, you wouldn't feel particularly satisfied. I mean, our midfield looks continues to look short of what we need henderson looked engaged today but fabinho milner cater all looked sluggish when elliot came on he wasn't able to really transform anything it's easy to say we missed tiago but i you know i wonder is he the answer and can he be the answer for much longer he's not getting any younger and um, you know as as pretty as tiago looks on the ball he doesn't generate an awful lot throughout the course of a season in terms of you know, genuine productivity. Cater getting booked early dictated that he would be substituted at half-time and that's that's a huge disappointment. He, he was quite lucky not to get sent off in the first half. You've got to be quick enough to avoid the challenges. Certain challenges are necessary, but you know picking up bookings as easily as he does and, and Fabinho did the same. It's detrimental to the side and, and and the options that Jurgen Klopp has. Palace looked poor in front of goal, you know, which is one of the main reasons why it just looked to me if this was going to be a nil nil. We we have to win these games. Apparently, Jurgen Klopp said, that, you know, that every game between now and the end of the season is a Champions League qualifier, and it's it's absolutely true. I still think, um, you know, my opinion tends to change or or at least be altered. From week to week. But I, I do think we've still got a, a good chance of qualifying actually. Just because the teams we're up against are not not exceptional. Um, I think there's opportunities there. But we have to improve. I think there's an assumption that we have to improve. In order to grasp those opportunities. If we keep putting in performances that mean we labour to nil-nil draws away to Crystal Palace. Then... Then it, it looks remote, and that's very sad. At Galasahi on Twitter, G U L A S A H I.
1: You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.